1: everyone, you're listening to Backstory. Let's hear it on WTBRFM Pittsfield with Roberta McCulloch-Dews of the Mayor's Office in the City of Pittsfield. Thanks for tuning in. And so before we get started today, we just want to just have a brief moment of silence for the victims of the Buffalo tragedy. We are thinking about the victims and their families and their loved ones. Thank you. All right. So today we have with us Chevelle Boire, owner of Spirited Shears Hair Salon in downtown Pittsfield and longtime cheerleading coach who, for 22 years, has led cheerleading programs for both Hoosick Valley High School and Pittsfield High. And now, Chevelle recently announced that she will be starting her own cheerleading gym 413 cheer which is set to open on june 5th at gym fest in pittsville it's going to be a busy busy summer mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> all right welcome chevelle let's get started thank you you're ready yes i'm ready <laughs> all right so first things first is pittsville your hometown Pittsfield is my hometown. I was born
0: and raised here, haven't been anywhere else. Wow. (laughs) All right. Okay, so which neighborhood did you grow up in? I grew up in actually in a few different neighborhoods. In like first, second grade, we lived on Crane Ave and Oak Hill. Mm -hmm. And then um, third grade up, we lived on South Merriam Street, which was was West
1: Pittsfield. Okay.
0: Okay. All all right. I went to a few different schools, Allendale,
1: Crosby, Uh Reed, and Herbert. Wow. Okay, so you have a little taste of everything then. Right. Which one was your favorite? My favorite probably was Herberg. Herberg. Okay, all
0: right. Yeah. Why? Herberg, because that's when I started to like find out who I was, mm-hmm. I started um, developing interests. Mm. Um, Had some really good
1: friends. Yeah. Middle school will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember middle school. um, That's when you come out of your shell Mm -hmm. and you you really start to identify with what you like and you know what you don't like. It's also tribal grounds. Right.
0: And it was nice for me because I
1: had friends because I did attend
0: Allendale Mm -hmm. and Pomeroy was open for a little while, so I actually went to Pomeroy as well, and then we also got sent over to Crosby. Oh, wow. So I had friends from all different schools, so when I got to Herberg, I kind (laughs) of knew everyone already. And you had your people then. Yeah.
1: All right, which which is good, because again, it's it's always good to have, you know, they're like, oh, that's Chevelle. We know her. Yeah,
0: and then I went to high school at Taconic. Nice.
1: My son graduated from Taconic. Oh, I saw Yeah, okay. yeah. That's but nice. I, but I know that there's, <laughs> we we are more in the same age group. Yeah, uh, of course. Um, but all right. So so that's a great thing. I mean, you have that experience. You come from a family that has a your 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 family is one of the longstanding Black families in Pittsfield, the Williamson family.
0: Right, actually, yes. Um, my mom, my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. Always think about him. That was a dad I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually have connections to two very strong families in the Berkshires. I'm actually a West. Are you a lot of people do not know that? Do yes. you tell? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, and it took me 46 years to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because my dad, Waddy Williamson, that's the only dad I knew, that's the dad I grew up with. He did everything for us, yeah. Um, so him and my mom had gotten divorced, and there were five girls in the house, <laughs> yeah. We had I have five sisters Christine, Jennifer, Tamika, and Antoinette, and myself, yeah. So we all grew up, it was the five girls in the house when they split. Us girls still stayed together, um, and my mom she doesn't believe in shacking up, so mm-hmm. she was <laughs> married again. <laughs> so she's very religious when it comes to that. You do mm-hmm. not live with a man if you're not married. Uh-huh. So um, she was married again, and we still kept the connection with dad. And yeah. they actually became
1: best friends later in years, and it's it was good. Wow, it was good. So, so your journey to knowing that side of your family was it because you just had a desire to? I mean. Did you just have a desire to find out more about yourself?
0: No. Actually I kinda got upset with it. Like my mom for years would try to tell me like who my birth father was Mm -hmm. and I kinda just didn't care about it because I had my dad. Right. Do you know what I mean? You didn't want to recognize anyone else. I didn't want to recognize anyone else. And like as I got older, you know, you go to get your physical Mm -hmm. and health problems arise and they ask, you know, does this run in your family? Or and I sat there, and I couldn't answer. Hmm. So the next time my mom, like she, every couple of years she'd reach out, yeah. and my Uncle Nick, during the pandemic, actually reached out to me and came over to my house and, you know, just told me how he felt, told me all about my dad. Uh-huh. This summer we plan on, I plan on connecting with family on the west side mm-hmm. Um. and, you know, meeting some of them. And so it was actually nice.
1: Okay, all right. So... Wow. I mean, I I would think that it's definitely one of those eye-opening experiences you have a lot of, you know, interest and excitement, but there's also that what if. Yeah, I guess.
0: And my birth dad has actually passed away as well. So I just mm. have my uncle Nick now who I've built a relationship with. Wow. Do you have siblings
1: on y- your birth dad's
0: side? I do. I do. Okay. I have a brother that passed away as well. <laughs> I know. And then I oh. have another brother is
1: as he, well. Is he still? He's still okay, in Pittsfield,
0: okay, so we're not going to okay, talk too yeah, much about yeah, that, just yeah. because I no, don't want to no, offend no, anybody.
1: No, that's okay. Um, I mean, listen, I, I, as someone who I'm starting to get into family, um, just genealogy and things like that, I realize that my family is way much bigger than I right. initially thought, and. It's a great thing, but I think it definitely can open up some avenues that can be a little bit challenging at times. Yeah, and some people aren't always ready to necessarily go down those paths. So, and I we're, th- like my mom is a moody, actually. Oh, yeah.
0: So a moody is a really big
1: family in the in Pittsburgh as well. <laughs> That's what I'm listen, I always tell people because I am I am an outsider, right? So mm-hmm. I, when I find out about some of these names, it's to me I love it because it's it's history. Right. It's history and I think for people like myself and even for people who are here in the community, it's important for them to know the history of the neighborhood, the people who have come it before. It's so important that their names need, you know, not be forgotten. Um but so you you have this great background this great rich background you have friends all across the tracks right you have friends throughout Pittsfield. what did you like to do for fun because i know your profession now and i'm trying to see if there was a connection back in the day to when you know young chevelle used to like to just have fun in the neighborhood
0: so growing up like i said we lived on south merriam street yeah. so that was a busy street that yeah. connected from west street to west Susatonic street so we would wait for cars to pass by, and we would tumble in the front yard, like doing cartwheels or whatever, <laughs> trying to show off. And we would try to have a competition, like you know, my sister, sisters and I, who could get the most beeps from the cars. Yeah. Yep. So I did. Um, I started cheerleading in third grade. Yes. But I always had an interest. I actually play the flute. Hmm. Uh, I play the violin. Ah. And I love to sing. I mean, my voice might say different. I'm not a great <laughs> singer, but I was in the chorus at school, and we also
1: um, grew up singing in the church choir. Yes. So, yeah. um, fun fact too, I grew up playing the flute as well. Yay. And um, yes, I love playing the flute. And my brother actually played the violin. Oh, there So So, um, yes. And I was in the choir too, but I can't sing. Neither can I. I can't. But yeah. I loved, like, I love to try. Yeah. I, 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 I was like an alto so they were, like, I wanted all, it to be soprano but I'm, <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah I and it was always like okay you're you're off you're off you need to you know get back but um all right so you had sort of already a, a tie-in to um, to cheerleading with the active lifestyle that you had back then um third grade you like cheerleading what got you interested in it though i mean because there's tumbling around for fun there's dancing in the street and then there's actually like i like that what was your initial motivating factor to get involved
0: well when i attended crosby we actually did gymnastics in gym class like that was part of the curriculum Hmm. so they had back then they had like the little belt that you tied around your waist to train you for the handsprings and stuff so i started showing interest then and then my older sister Antoinette. Um, made the Taconic High School cheerleading team. Okay, so she was one of the few black. I think she was probably the only mm. black cheerleader on the team. She mm. made the team, and I would just like go to the games mm-hmm. and watch her cheer. And then the Catholic Youth Center opened up. Right. So she was like, we. She started a team there. Yeah. And then my second year at the Catholic youth center, I had a coach, her name was Julie Hart. Okay. She's actually a teacher at Eggermont High Eggermatt Elementary School right now. Mm-hmm. She was the best coach ever. Really? And she actually
1: like just made me love cheerleading. Now what did you love so much about her coaching style? She
0: was just like I don't she just like treated everyone great. Mm-hmm. She her energy her she's just her she had a good spirit.
1: Yeah, you felt just it. a
0: really good spirit about her and
1: She just, she made me fall in love with it. Mm, Okay. So, all right. So you started in third grade and then you kept it up. Yeah. I kept it up. I um, tried out for All-Stars. I made
0: the All-Star team. Wow. And then I've just been doing it ever since. I actually started coaching when I was in ninth grade. I took on and coached at the CYC as well. Now, I knew you coached at the CYC, but I always assumed that was later. No, I started coaching cheerleading in ninth grade. Wow. Because if you do volunteer work, yeah. it was something that you could put on your college application or like hmm. f- under community service. So that's actually really
1: impressive. I mean, you had to be good. Yeah, I coach Saint Mary's and we won first place every year. Not <laughs> All right, <to> brag. <laughs> so I need to know um your your, your your formula because obviously you 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 were good and you still are good. So what do you think made you so great back in the day?
0: So I just like to, like, have fun with it. And I just, I feel like I have a creative mind. Yeah. Whenever I choreograph a routine, I actually do choreography as well. Okay. So when I choreograph a routine, I kind of go with, I think of a theme, Mm -hmm. and I just run with it. I might be walking through the mall, and I might see, like, so the green right there. Yeah. And it might come to me and say, okay, I'm going to do a St. Patrick's theme this year. Uh And I just go with it and then i never hired i i always do my own
1: choreography okay and i just do a little bit at a time and a so do you, time. do you do write down like the moves and say yep. or, or, okay so you write it down i sleep with a notebook you do I sleep with a notebook literally and um i'll you'll see like little x's on the notebook yeah. so i'll
0: do like formation changes i'll do like Everything. Like a cheerleading routine consists of two minutes and 30 seconds. See, this is how you know that this is your
1: gift. Yeah, Because, and and like we're creatives, like so my creatives is in writing and, and just, you know, oratory, right? But yours is in dance and movement and cheering. Mm-hmm. And I feel like creatives, we, we think abstract. Like things just come to us. And you might not have everything, you know, all at once, but it comes little by little. Little by little, right. I love it. Um, When you are putting your pieces together, do you have people try it out for you before you actually give it to the team?
0: Um, Who's going to hear this? Actually, my sons. (laughs) 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 They're probably going to kill me for saying this. But when they were little, I'd have them... say, you stand here and you stand here and do this. And they they would come to practices with me. (laughs) They know what a high V is. They know what a low V is. And they're tighter than any cheerleader I've coached.
1: (laughs) Wow. Now, you know, I got to just ask because, you know, I'm listening to you and the thought and the dedication and the commitment and all the work that you put into making this so great. Do you think that cheerleading... Um, And let's do a retrospective. Do you think that cheerleading back then got the um, just do that it deserves? And do you think that it receives the proper recognition today? Because I feel like there was a time when cheerleading wasn't fully recognized as the sport that it is.
0: I feel cheerleading is completely different than it was when I cheered in high school. When I cheered in high school, there weren't very many um, Mm. black cheerleaders. So um, I was... Sometimes I got, I had a hard time in high school with cheerleading because, Mm -hmm. like, with the black, um, my black friends, Mm -hmm. it was that I was called a sellout that I was on the cheer team and that was for white people, Mm. but it was something that I loved doing. Mm. And then with like the white girls on the cheerleading team, I was. A little too black for them. Yeah. So, but I just shut that all out, and I just did my own thing. Yeah. And So, so you felt
1: like you were in the middle. I was in
0: the middle, yeah. I knew who I was, and mm. I was in the middle. But cheerleading's completely different now. Like, mm-hmm. back then, it was like, you were just cool that you were a cheerleader. Yeah. You know, you made up dan- the captains of the team. I was the captain of my team. We made up the dance routines. It was nothing like... Yeah. Even competition cheer was nothing like it is now. Yeah. Now, So, I mean... Back then was the recognition given? No, but it really didn't deserve any oh crazy recognition. Yeah. Um okay. now, um cheerleading is cheerleading is a wonderful sport and it is mm. a sport. Do I I feel I coach Pittsburgh High for years mm-hmm. and I feel from some mm-hmm. Um, I had 100% support, but then others hmm. they don't rec- they didn't recognize it as a sport. Hmm. And I, I just think it's basically where you're at. Mm-hmm. you know in some school districts, the cheerleaders get just as much support as the football team does,
1: right. You know So I just it's a hard question to answer. well I, 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 I like your answer. Um, for one because I think you provide that personal reflection of how it felt for you as growing up as a black cheerleader but also in this space right you are in two worlds right here was something that you loved to do but at times you weren't accepted right but you still found your way and you made it your own. Right. Right. Um, and isn't that the beauty of having a gift that it doesn't matter if others recognize it or not. If it's your gift and if it's for yeah. you then there will be tons of room that will be made for you to right. just, you know, um, just amplify your gift. And you have done that. So and, and thank you for expounding on just the, the recognition that cheering gets today, because I do feel like growing up, it was more like kind of like rah-rah, like, rah, yeah. like just clapping your hands kind of thing. And when I see cheerleaders today, I mean, I'm like, get out the way. right? Get out the
0: way. They're doing flips. They're, I mean, it's like... It's strength. It takes intense. a lot of... Yes, it takes a lot. And yeah. it's not like basketball or baseball. Mm-hmm. If one person's missing right. from practice,
1: the whole team suffers. So you how know? how did you handle that in terms of... Because I know you as a coach you require dedication and excellence from your from, from members of the team, even to the point where their grades, I mean, they have right. to be on point. So how did you create this balance of high expectation, but still being approachable?
0: Well, I always make my practices fun. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a rule that if you're not in school, yeah. you do not come to practice. Mm. If you don't have a 70 GPA, you do not cheer on the team. Okay. Um, I always like back, back, way back in the day. I kind of set that bar a little higher. Yeah. So, so we wouldn't get into the. ooh, I'm not sure if I'm going to pass. Um, but I always make practices fun, mm-hmm. so the kids don't want to miss practice.
1: Uh, the reason so. why I ask is because, and I know we can get into it later, but you, um, when you received some awards um, in 2017, some of your former students, they talked about. <clears throat> excuse me they talked about that you were just more than a coach you were like someone you're like a family member i mean obviously you made an impact um on their lives and that says a lot about you right yeah i'm definitely a strict coach
0: but the thing with me Mm -hmm. is i give respect to people and i expect respect in return Mm -hmm. so if you treat me with respect i'm going to give you that respect back plus some right and As long as your kid is respectful Mm -hmm. or you want to learn to be respectful, you'll have no
1: issues with me. (laughs) Now, in in terms of some of your... Now, let's see here, because I know that there were some awards that you got. So, let's see. You Mm -hmm. have amassed over 25 Western Mass Championship titles, and your teams have gone on to become um, some of the top state uh, finalists at the Mass High School State Championships, where they earned national bids. So... Can you have some of your um, your students gone on to continue in the field of cheering? Yeah, some of them became college cheerleaders, and then like we do college
0: ca- we do camps every summer, mm-hmm. so they've tried out for like we use UCA, so they've tried out for UCA and made UCA staff. Yeah, so. And actually with the gym that I'm opening, I have some of my former cheerleaders in my I haven't reached out to anyone yet and they're all in my inbox. It's like, "Coach, I want to coach. Coach, I want to help you. What do you need?" Well,
1: speaking of your new venture, 413 Cheer, um that's a continuation. Obviously, it seems to me like it's a linkage from the work that you've done and invested in this realm of cheering to now moving into this place. So t- talk a little bit about 413 Cheer. So 413 cheer
0: like as we talked about I was the Pittsburgh highest cheerleading coach from 1990 mm-hmm. to 2022. I actually stopped during the pandemic wow um, it got hard It got a little bit challenging because um, the kids some of the kids were struggling in school right. I often felt like I was alone in it hmm. like it was like the teachers were calling I own the hair salon as well and my phone was ringing off the hook with teachers right. you know if students were not behaving in school and I'm like call their mom like I you know <laughs> I want to be there <laughs> like it got it was it was overwhelming right. a little bit um I would do study groups on Friday nights just to make sure they would pass school
1: you you did mhm
0: oh. they would come to the salon and um, anybody that didn't have the grades or had miss I had uh, access I asked and got permission I had yeah. access to all of their power schools so I could link on to their power school and see I'm like just nice. R- like nice, just a fake name, Susie. Right. You you're missing an assignment right. <laughs> that needs to be in before you come to practice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we would do study groups on Friday night. Mm. We'd order pizza, give the kids snacks, and they would do their homework.
1: I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: So it just got to be a lot, though. Like once my kids graduated from high school, yeah. I'm like, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> Don't want to. So, you, so be- you took a break.
0: I took a break. I took a break. Okay. I just needed a, I felt like I needed a little help from mm-hmm. the other side. Like yeah. they were calling me all t- you know, during the night, like if the kids be- misbehaved
1: at home, Yeah, you know, I was kind of like. I guess it says something, though. It says something about how you are perceived. I mean, and I guess that could become tiresome. But it's also sort of like to your credit that you're looked upon as a figure that who are you going to call at three a.m. in the morning? I'm calling Chevelle, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, it's like right. you know you are you have earned that status as someone that they trust. So, but also that can also become a lot because when That's you take it all on it's not easy to be one person and also have to shoulder all of that it's not
0: so how i came about 413 cheer just yeah. to get back to your question yeah because i'll get sidetracked in talking about <laughs> Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back I'll so you back. i actually um am in the process of adopting an 11 year old girl okay. and she like fell in love with cheerleading she mm-hmm. likes cheerleading she's been cheering three months okay so there was nothing around here, yeah. and I had stopped coaching the high school team, so I signed her up for All Star cheer. Yeah. So I actually um, worked at—I just started working at World Cup. Okay. And it, that's in Connecticut. Okay. So three times a week, I'm driving back and forth to Connecticut for cheerleading. Oh. So it just got—it just got to be a lot, and especially during competition season, um, it's, it was a lot. Wow. Um, just driving back and forth, and she she really wants to cheer. Yeah. So I'm like. Okay, well, what do we do? And now it's tryout time. This yeah. is the time where everybody does their tryouts, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've, I used to work at Gym Fest. Yeah. So Stephanie and Brian, the owners there, we've chatted back and forth, and their daughter actually started cheering in college okay. because the, her college didn't have a gymnastics team, I believe. Okay. So they started to like see the work that cheerleaders put in, and they started to realize like this is a huge community. Mm-hmm. So um, we met and. Had, you know, and it just went from there. So I'm partnering with GymFest, yeah, and we're start. We're wow. gonna, we're going I'm gonna use their facility. They have everything there.
1: So you, you know, know, for for those who are the uninitiated, like myself, um, what comprises you know putting together a team from the ground up? What does this entail?
0: It entails a lot because you have to, like in cheerleading and all-star cheerleading, there's Mm -hmm. different levels. Okay. It goes from levels one to six. Okay. And all of your coaches need to be credentialed. Mm. And that's hours and weeks worth of work to do. Mm So you get credentialed for each level. Mm -hmm. Um, There are different options. Like we may be able to join and be like a rec program. A rec program is a little less expensive because Mm -hmm. if we register as an all-star program, there's a lot of fees for the families.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm
0: trying to keep it affordable. Mm -hmm. But what I do also want people to know is I still have to pay bills as well. Absolutely. You know, and I still have to provide the proper training for these kids. It's not just going to be some program where they're shaking pom-poms. We're going to teach them (laughs) cheerleading.
1: (laughs) You know, it goes back again to the perceptions of cheerleading. People think, you know, that traditional just shaking yeah, pom-poms. No, no it's, this is rigorous stuff. Right. They'll be
0: lucky. Maybe the instructionals will get pom-poms, but the rest of them.
1: No pom-poms here. <laughs> There's no pom-poms here. Wow. But so this can be, it can be a little bit pricey, though.
0: Right. And But we are going to um, provide fundraising. Okay, good. And um, when I coached my high school team, I did all the fundraising as well. Mm-hmm. So I would be outside Walmart on Sundays. Actually, I've seen you. Begging people for money. <laughs> so, this time around, if you do need to fundraise, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get a parents' group together and right. you guys can. Right. do that but i will provide options i am looking for people to maybe do some scholarships mm-hmm. for some pe- kids that really can't afford it right. i can't promise anything right now until i see what the numbers are right but the numbers are looking really good right. it's overwhelming you
1: you mentioned that you the response people have been sending mm-hmm. you messages
0: sending me messages wanting to know when registrations going up registration reg- registration will be up on yeah. monday okay i just met with my cpa today and yeah. we're getting everything Going. We just want to make sure every, our T's and I yeah, and everything's yeah, yeah. dotted before we put that out there. So And,
1: and so these teams, are they like just like a mixture of just like all genders? like you- All genders. Okay. All genders, ages 4 to
0: 17. Okay. Hopefully by next year I'll open it up and do wow. an open team, which would be 17 and no age limit. So. Wow. So hope, hoping, fingers crossed, everything goes well. Wow. We will have no age limit on that. But there's different teams and different levels, so it just depends on their skill level, what team they'll make. Mm-hmm. But everybody will be guaranteed to be on a team, whether it be it might be instructional, yeah, might not be one of the travel
1: competition teams, but they will learn cheerleading. I love it. And so, from your, um, you were talking about your students. So, how many of them have you have you brought on board? If you have you brought any of them? I out?
0: haven't officially brought anybody on okay. board yet. Okay, I'm looking to hire three coaches. Three coaches and okay. looking for about five volunteer coaches. Wow. The volunteer coaches, I will provide a small stipend okay. at the end of each session. Okay, right.
1: um, we you're can, really stacking your team.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking to have between eight to ten coaches.
1: Okay. All right. Just from the responses I'm getting from I mean you're almost at capacity. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm uh, we're we're going to keep yeah. it open. <laughs> but see, this is this shows I mean this shows that you are meeting a need. The fact that you have garnered this kind of response tells me that people are hungry for this. So, right. I wish you so much success because people They want you to just, like, open the doors now. (laughs) And I
0: I was at a doctor's appointment this
1: morning, and I saw two little girls running around. I went
0: right up to the mother and was like, how old are your kids? And don't worry, I'll be talking to you about your daughter after. If, they, if they're not a cheerleader, we're, we want them to come to the instructional just yeah. to see what it's like.
1: Do the eight-week session and see how they like it. Well, you know, she started, she did gymnastics. Oh, perfect. Yeah, she did gymnastics <laughs> there. And, you know, I, I'm of the mindset where I like to expose her to different things. I mean, I, I always say she might, you know, gravitate to something. She might not like it. But the idea is to give her the exposure so she can make the decision.
0: So, right. Yeah, and yeah. if they try it, it's something they can put on their college
1: application. Exactly. You you know, you have to stack that up there to get those scholarships. I mean, <laughs> nowadays you you know walk with something on top of your head. You, like, <laughs> you know, yep. you're you're creating you know new innovations. I mean, this is it's definitely a, a, a different a different generation. We are in our forties, so we are off a different different generation. And I want yeah. I
0: want the black community yeah. to know that cheerleading's not just for. Caucasians. Do you think they think that? <laughs> I think they do think that. Why? Not all. Why? Not all, but when I go to competitions, yeah. there's com- there's teams, there's all black teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no,
1: cheerleading has no race. Like. It, it doesn't, but I'm just wondering if that's the case. If you see all black teams, then I'm wondering, is it that people don't see it in certain areas? Be- that's exactly what it okay. is. Okay. People
0: don't see it. Like, I think in this area, yeah. it, there were very few. Mm. It was my, me and my, my sisters and I, and hmm. I remember Clayton Jackson. He yeah. was he was a male cheerleader, okay. one of the only male cheerleaders, black male cheerleaders in Pittsfield, huh. you know? Kay.
1: But it definitely, there are kids out there, and we can dance. Yes. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, and, like, stepping is, like, so I almost say that that's, like, a a cousin. So, stepping is not as I mean, you don't have the rigorous. You're not, you know, you know doing flips and and things like yeah, that. And lifts. But it's the the same the aspect of the movement. right? It's like it's an it's a cousin. So to The speak.
0: only reason I don't approach I would not approach the step kids is yeah. I would never want to step on Miss Shirley's <laughs> toes. <toast. laughs> and a lot of times I did have a cheer, yeah. uh, step girl destiny. Yeah. Was her name? I loved Dest. I love Destiny. But she came to cheerleading and she was she had the step going and I she just was and she had she was just you so used to step mm-hmm. and they do things complete we're complete tight stiff yeah, yeah, yeah and step is a little looser
1: yeah so yeah. it was hard for
0: her and yeah. I said you're way too good of a stepper to give that up <laughs> I said and Mrs E will kill me if I steal you so Destiny went back to step
1: okay wow well, well I think I, I what you're saying is totally on point because in order to, to, to know that you can be something. You have to see it and, and, see and try it. exactly,
0: And that's why with the <laughs> instructional option, yeah. you're not locked in. It's eight weeks. Right. You know, right. and we, I do have a full year option. And I mm-hmm. do have a half, a half year competition option. But at least try the right. instructional eight week option. I like that.
1: All right. So we have a lot happening with 413, 413 CHEER. Um, uh-huh. And you are building out your team. What are your colors? I don't know yet.
0: And, I, and the reason I don't know what my colors are is I like for my team, uh-huh. whenever I coach, it's a team decision on everything. Oh. So I want to meet my kids oh. and see what they feel the color should be. Also, when you have teams, like in an all-star program, you yeah. have names of the teams. So like at World Cup, yeah. when I worked there, I coached Team Saturn. So we had Saturn, Ultraviolet. Um, sunburst. Uh-huh. So what I'm thinking about, because the Berkshires are so wonderful, yeah. I'm thinking about naming my teams after places in the Berkshires or in the 413 area. So I think one team will be named Zion after Zion National Park. Uh-huh. I think I'm going to have a team called Jay Peak uh-huh. after Jiminy Peak. Uh-huh. I have, um, I thought of the B Eagles after the Berkshire Eagle. (laughs) So so I'm just trying to feel out what the kids feel and we're going to take a vote
1: on what the team names are and what the colors are. How very democratic of you. I love it. I love it. All right. So we have 413 cheer that has a lot of good stuff. So stay tuned for that. I'm sure Chevelle is going to continue to pump out information about that. And just just in case, she might see you outside and if you have a kid with you, she might come up to you. I am coming up to you. (laughs) So just be on notice. All right. So we have have that side of your your life but you're also you have another passion and that's cosmetology yes i love cosmetology all right so tell me how you got into that because i mean i obviously you are in a a role that so many people need want just they come to you you are a go-to person did you always know that you wanted to do cosmetology? I did. I
0: started like I said my life I had my life planned out mm-hmm. um when I attended Herberg. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I had I knew what age I wanted to be married at. I knew <laughs> like I knew Did you write all this down? I did. I I used to write poems, and I used to, I just, I loved to write, and I would, I had my life planned out, and I've, I've met every single one of those goals. I am
1: impressed.
0: Yeah, so I knew I wanted to do hair, and when it was time in high school to, like, start visiting colleges and filling out different, you know, forms, my friends actually gave me a hard time. Their response was, oh, my mom would never let me go to beauty school. Hmm. It was like the group that I hung out with, you went to college. right? So I kind of looked down. They think they, they looked down on me mm-hmm. because I wanted to go to cosmetology school. And those same girls that said that to me, they're hairdressers today. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of, you know, but I did know I would cut. My mom would buy me a doll for Christmas mm-hmm. and the hair would be cut by, <laughs> <laughs> by Christmas night. Right. So, And I had a neighbor and she would let me practice on her kids. I gave them some messed up haircuts. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, wow! So, but I always had a love yeah. for doing hair and makeup. Yeah. Um, we weren't allowed to wear makeup growing mm-hmm. up yeah. until we were 16. My mom made okay. that age. But okay. and about middle school, mm-hmm. I would hide the makeup in my bag,
1: and when I got to school, I'd put it on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So watch your daughter. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, 11 years old, 11 years old, and already, you know, I can tell you that uh, it's, uh, you know, they start already, but, you know, I say clear lip gloss. Yes. Clear lip gloss, and you'll be fine by that, but you know what, You, 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 the fact that you knew. In middle school, that this was going to be your life's work. I, I just, I'm impressed by that, yeah, and the yeah. fact that you said that you wrote everything down mm-hmm. and you met all your goals. I actually, there, uh, one
0: goal I didn't meet. The I wanted to actually be a lawyer. Okay. And I was going to do hair to get myself through law school. Okay. So that's just one goal that I have to
1: complete. Okay. So are you still going to go back to law school? <laughs> Someday. Someday. Okay. Someday. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm doing, like, I have the cheer in the hair thing right yeah. now, and it's doing so well. I actually just hired a massage therapist at the shop.
1: So that's kind of... You're a busy lady. <laughs> yeah. You're a busy lady. So tell me, at, at, so, all right, so you have Spirited Shears now, and mm-hmm. you opened that, that salon in 2011 on North Street. Yes. But you had a salon before that salon, and that salon was on Plunkett. Yeah. And, but, but... You've mentioned previously that because you took it over from someone, maybe there wasn't that much of that 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 connection. It didn't
0: feel like. I mean, I owned it and I bought it from a nice lady. Her name was Jean Marie. Yeah. And she moved to Florida, so she was selling the shop. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel like mine. Yeah. You know, it was like it butted a. There was an apartment in the back. Mm-hmm. It Just kind of was tucked away on a side street. Yeah. So I did that for about. I think it was like five years okay and then i was like uh, it's time but
1: what made you even take the
0: plunge as an entrepreneur well i started off like i and again i had that set okay i gave myself the two-year plan for mm-hmm. that so i started off two years in the mall mm-hmm. then i left the mall i worked at a hair salon on south street i said two years there yep and then i became an independent contractor and started working for myself yeah um with a wonderful Italian lady named Maria. I love her. Yeah. Um so she showed me the you know how to do my books and yep. then stayed there for 2 years and then I said 2 years let's go. So I opened up
1: the salon. Yeah. I love the fact that you you your your goals are even aligned to the time frame mm-hmm. where you're like all right it's 2 years it's it's time for me to move. It's time for me to move. Yes. I like so that.
0: So I did that and I've been like I've been on North Street since 2011.
1: Okay. So and tell me about that salon. Um, I, you know, I know of it now, but I mean, I, it's one of those where it's like, I guess, if you have your set clientele, how do you get the word out? Is it something that it's word of mouth? I've never advertised. Um, it's mm. just been
0: word of mouth. And I've had my set clientele since I started at the mall. Wow. I was very lucky, very fortunate. And the way I built my clientele up was through the kids. Okay. Everything in my life is through the kids. Because right. if, if the kids love you... Then you're good. Then you're good. Right. Like the, the mother, they're going to tell their mom they want to come to you. Mm-hmm. So they would, I, you know, I would start
1: doing the child and the mom would yeah. come and get the hair their hair done. But yeah. Um, so what are your specialties? Like what can people, when they go there, what What are some of the services that they say I'm going to Spirited Shears for because I know she's going to knock it out the park. So
0: I'm very good with corrective color.
1: Okay. Um, corrective color. You know what corrective color is? No. So
0: <laughs> if you go to, so say that you went to Walmart and you bought a box color oh. and you wrecked your hair. Oh. So I'm good at fixing the color okay. and retransforming it and okay. giving you a better color. Okay. I'm very good at corrective color. Okay. I'm really Really good at cutting oh I'm really good at updos like okay. special occasion styles mm-hmm. I'm really good at braiding but I took a but did but, you braid but, your own I hair I did braid my own hair <laughs> but I took I stopped doing braids for a while just okay. because my hands I was the getting hair. a little bit old yeah but I was I'm, I just now took on a few braid clients okay. back so I might start doing it again the one thing that I am not yeah. um not that I'm not good at, I yeah. don't do a
1: lot of yes. it. Is um, dreads? Ah, yes, and um, and, and obviously because I I I have I have locks, mm-hmm. and um, but you know I do my hair myself. So any t- like I yeah. like I got a call that they wanted a retwist. Yeah, I'm sure I can do it. Yeah,
0: it's but super I just, easy. But I just didn't. I I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. And I just didn't want, I don't want to let well, anyone down.
1: Well, see, and that's the thing. I mean, people, I remember, you know, when early on in my, I, I always call it like my lock journey. When I first started my locks, I've had my locks now for mm, like 20 years. I, I, wow. I've, I've cut Yours them. Those are so beautiful, I've though. cut them several times, and now they're graying. I mean, obviously you're... <laughs> It's like, that's why when you ask me, do I know corrective color? I'm like, no, I don't know corrective color because my color is leaving my hair. Mm -hmm. But, um, but no, I remember people used to ask me like, oh, like, you know, they see me with my locks and they say, oh, can you lock my hair? And I did it a couple of times. Like I would do it. But then I realized, one, it's one thing to do my hair. It's another thing to do someone else's hair, right? Like and I'm not a professional. I don't I don't have a license. I don't have certificates. And you need the
0: chair. Like you don't want to be sitting in your it, kitchen just lucking like, someone's hair.
1: You, it takes a lot of time and you want to make sure that it is done well. If right. someone is entrusting you to do their hair, that's to me that's serious business. serious business so i i get it but i i recently cut my trim my locks and i found someone to do it okay and and they had a great technique and i told myself if I'm not feeling the vibes, I'm out of there. Right. Yeah, yeah. I do relaxers, yeah. though, yeah. all of it. And I have a mixed clientele. Okay. Like, a lot of my clients live in, like, Great
0: Barrington. Okay, all right. Dull, and these, these yeah. are clients that you had back from the mall. I Yeah, I've been doing the same clients for years. That's good. Yeah, and, I you know, I do yeah. a lot of... Um, do a few people, in like some people in Pittsfield. I okay. wish I had more of the black community in Pittsfield.
1: Well, you um, don't advertise, Chevelle. I don't advertise because I am always at cheerleading. <laughs> Listen, if you are running up to people with kids in an office talking about you should cheerlead, then the same thing with the hairdo. You I should know. have your cards. My schedule say, is slam-packed. Listen, if you see someone in an office, just slip them a card and keep I walking. I could do that. I
0: could do that. But, yeah, I am looking to hire more stylists as yeah. well. Yeah. You know?
1: I, I mean I you have to you have to promote because people are always on the lookout for right. stylists. They just have to know you exist. Right. And you have a dead the thing is that you already have this strong clientele base. But there's always new people coming into the city. There is. There is. So, I mean...
0: And I'm right behind um, Barrington Stage Company. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of um, people from Barrington Stage during the summer as well. So Uh if you know any stylist looking for a job,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I could use some help. I will always keep my ears open and I will share what I know. So, let's see. We talked about the cosmetology aspect. And I think with that, do you have any... Any goals in mind, because I mean, you're going to be, you're going to have 413 cheer, you're going to be doing, you know, you have, you have your salon. Have you considered the work life balance aspect of all of this? Yes.
0: So actually I'm in the process right now with the cosmetology side of it. I'm going to start stubbing at the high school and yeah. work for the city of Pittsfield. I'm going to be ah, the cos- welcome. <laughs> Yeah. The <laughs> cosmetology uh, in the cosmetology department. I'm like I just have some online training to yeah. complete. I did the fingerprints, all that, but okay. computers aren't my thing. So I just have to stop being lazy and just do it. Finish the online training right. and I believe, you know, that at some point yeah. um the cosme- present cosmetology teachers yeah. will have to retire at some point, so yeah. that's why I'm
1: trying to get in there now. So <laughs> <laughs> put that out there. Well, I, there's always natural attrition, you know. Right. I mean it's the it's the way of life, right? So it's that delightful. so that's
0: on my that's on my plan. I'm also um, planning in the next four years to open up a second Spirited Shears, but in the south. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I want to open up a second Spirited Shears. So I'm going to have one here in the north, and it's going to call, be called Spirited Shears South. <sighs> yeah, so I'm I'm actually... Um, I've already
1: started that. I'm licensed in Georgia as well. Okay, so <laughs> I need to know... I need to know how... Logist- I mean, you are a busy lady, and I knew you were already, but all right, one, did you write this goal down and say... I am going to do this by such and such a year. Did you did you do that? I did. Okay. But
0: COVID put it back a little bit. Uh huh. So now, like, and my daughter put it back, set that back a little mm-hmm. bit. I never in a million years thought I would be adopting an eleven year old little girl. You know? Yeah. So um, that set it back a little bit. So I'm giving myself five years to get that second salon in the south. Up okay, and, and
1: you're going to go back and forth. Back and forth. I love it. I love yeah. your your hustle. I love your entrepreneurial spirit. And I think, I mean your boys, I mean they're grown men. They graduated from UMass in 2021. They're doing their yes. own thing um because, you know, they had a mom who, you know, obviously modeled excellence. So, I no doubt that they're doing their own thing and successful in their own right. But now you have a daughter who is right. watching you, right? And yes. she's watching everything and she is seeing hustle personified right she's seeing like okay i have a goal but here's what you here's what you do to actually make that goal a reality that's one of the best lessons you can ever learn or teach i should say because um one they see it it's it's not in a classroom it's real life it's all around them so when they're absorbing it it's because it's through observation. It's through just, hey, maybe she's maybe she's an assistant. Maybe she's you know yeah. just taking everything in, but. I love that aspect of um, of representation so close to home. Um, have you thought about how you're going to sort of incorporate her into sort of the business aspect of things?
0: Yeah, we've um, discussed that a lot. She actually has a little journal that I make her. I of make course. her. I make her write. And let me tell you a little bit about. Um, Her name is Lexis. All right. Uh, She was, I was, I originally started working for DCF. One of my cheerleaders was having a hard time at home.
1: Mm.
0: So I was just, she went to some program and it was like, she doesn't belong there. Mm. That's for like bad, like, I don't like to use the word bad. Right, right. I don't like to use the word bad. No, no, um, no. But that's for, that just wasn't a program for her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... One of my other families, her mom was taking the foster parent class, and she said, come with me. And I thought of this cheerleader that needed me. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go. So we went, and they approved me and denied my friend. (laughs) Now I'm stuck in this class by myself. Oh. Yeah. So I, I did finish the class just because I, you know, wanted to help the cheerleader out and may, have her be able to come to stay at my house yeah. instead of being with some stranger. Right. So I finished right. the class. And then once I finished, mm. like, they called me and asked, we they said, we have a 10-year-old little girl that her foster mom's going on vacation for a week. Mm-hmm. Will you take her? Yeah. So I said yes. She was my first placement. And I... Came to my house and it was just like instant. Really? It was like the missing piece to my puzzle. So
1: at the end of the week, she didn't want to leave. Okay, and and so like, can you just say I I want to keep you like and be your foster mom like? How it was it a work? weird.
0: It was a weird situation. She didn't want to leave. So then I guess she talked to her social worker and she wanted to stay. So they called me back and was like, "Will you keep her?" Oh, Um sounds
1: so terrible, but. <laughs>
0: So no. she's she's been with me ever since.
1: No, I mean I actually I don't think it sounds terrible. I think it sounds it sounds like kind of love at first sight. Yes, I believe in love at first sight too. Yeah. By the way. But yeah, she's been out. She's been with me ever since
0: um, October first, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Yeah. So I she's been it. with me ever since, and she asked me to adopt her. So I said yes. <sighs> so we're in the process of that right now.
1: I love it. So she wants to be a cheerleader, so I had no other choice but to do this. (laughs) Well, I mean, and she has found now in her mom-to-be... a excellent role model, um, and I mean, she's in gr- good hands yeah, all she, around. Thank you. She has her notebook, and we set goals by this date. You need to have this done, and mm-hmm. by this date, and we check it off. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I I love vision boarding. Like, I love to um, to see things in in, um, in in front of me as a reminder. I do write things down. I haven't put a date. No, Next. no I, I haven't done that. That's why I'm intrigued
0: by your process. You know why I have to put a date? I'm the biggest procrastinator you'll ever meet. Oh, so it like, keeps you accountable. Keeps me, like, holds me accountable. Yeah. Huh? If I know that I have something at three o'clock on yeah. Thursday that's due, I'm going to start it on Wednesday night. But I'm going to make I do I will meet the deadline.
1: Now, sometimes <laughs> I will say that I feel when I ha- I know that there's the pressure to get it done. Right. It's almost like. This is it, you know. So just buckle down and do it. And I feel like that having a lumen deadline actually works to make me work faster and more intense. But other things where that need more thought and planning, I can't mess around. I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. I have to yeah. like actually put things in and uh, make sure that I'm adhering to a schedule because right. certain things you can do that with, and then yeah. other things it's like you don't want to mess around and do things that are just. That it's just not 100%, you know, you don't want to shortchange yourself. Right. Right. But not I
0: like, with everything, yeah. i a procrastinator, but with some things.
1: Well, I like the <laughs> idea of the the time frame. It's something I'm actually going to like think about. Think about that. Yeah. Now, when you have that time, what about the what about the, the the moments where you you have maybe not met your set time frame and you're like, "Okay, do you just give yourself more time and say, "Well, I'll just add another year to this?" No, and, you have to do it okay <laughs> it's just that that
0: comes from the cheerleader in me like okay. you have two minutes to do your best mm-hmm. there's no second chance
1: okay we only live once I have to do it you're right <laughs> all right coach Chevelle has spoken <laughs> all right um, I gotta ask because we talked a little bit about your boys but mm-hmm. they're twins okay yes and I think that's the coolest thing ever they're the best do twins run in your family Twins
0: do. Uh, my mom actually was pregnant with twins, but she had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I did some research on twins, and I always hear people say, do twins run in your family? Yeah. And I've had tons of arguments with people, because I feel like twins, I don't, I think that's,
1: that's a myth. You think so? I think if you release two eggs, then you have twins. <laughs> but what if you have, you're genetically dis- predisposed to maybe, like, you come from a line where it just releases, suit like, <laughs> Maybe there's just, like, you know, um, a quicker release. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm the jack of all
0: trades now. I'm an OBGYN. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, twins do run in my family. Uh, and And my ex-husband, they ran in his family okay. as well. we well, yeah. see, there you go. Right, yes. But my, my boys are wonderful. Their names are Tarek and Tyrell. Ah.
1: Um, they're really, really nice. So what's the coolest thing? I mean, they're grown now, but when you look back as a mom of twin boys, what were some of the coolest moments? So
0: some of the best moments were like going to parent teacher conference and like just reading different things that they wrote in school, but they were not in the same class, Mm -hmm. but they would both write about the same thing. It was it's it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that they was...
1: say that they're twins and um, I mean, they're connected. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they in, in a, on a deeper level. I mean, I, as a person who is not a twin, I I don't know what that feels like. But to be in a, the womb with right. another person.
0: There were many mornings, especially in high school. Yeah. Um, Tyrell would come downstairs dressed and Tarek would come out the room and they'd have the same thing on. Mm. And they were—they would fight change. change, No, I'm <laughs> not changing. And I'm like, just somebody change. Yeah. And you know, it's it's crazy because like even when they went, they um, two summers ago they bought their first car, and they both had down what they wanted for yeah. cars. It was and the same thing. They both have white Jeep Grand Cher- Cherokees.
1: Did now? Did they know that? No. Oh. No,
0: they both and I bet, I'm sure everybody is like those twins have the same car. Yeah. When we went to car shop, there was a gray one and there was a white one. Now out of all the cars that they could have chose, they yeah. both chose Jeeps. Um and there was a gray one and a white one, and they both wanted the white one. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I just mean. think that they're just connected. Like <laughs> They're they, very connected. They have... Twins just have a bond. I mean, I... You know, just hearing stories about twins, they say they know what each other are thinking, and they can feel each other's pain and things like that. They are. They're very connected,
0: like... um even with school, they—they mm-hmm. like, they both were high honor students. Mm. Um, they've never missed a day of school Ugh. ever. Ter- but Tarek, um, in sixth grade, yeah. asked he faked sick because he didn't want to be known as the twin dork that never missed school.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> yeah. but K through twelve never missed a day of school. Oh. So that's something I'm proud of oh, for Mom, them. You
1: did a good job.
0: Yeah, and they're just—they're just all around great boys. Oh. And That's
1: yeah. what every parent wants they are <clears throat> that's so great. and so do they still live in Pittsville are they? Um, Tarek's still at home with me. Okay. He actually just started um,
0: school again. okay, good so nice. He's, he's back in school. he's actually right now like a
1: teacher at Taconic mm-hmm. just in the meantime till he finds what he wants to do um, that's that's important because we need more teachers and especially um, you know men of color like I think that's important in terms of just rep- representation right. for students it's very important for them to see. And uh, my son Tyrell lives in Boston. He wanted out of Pittsfield (laughs)
0: ASAP, so he's in Boston, um, living out living on his own. Is it hard for them to be separated? It is. They call each other though, but I (laughs) always—they're like Felix and Oscar. They're complete (laughs) different. (laughs) So Tyrell's my—he's my wild child. Mm -hmm. He's not afraid to spend money, and Tarek's going to bank every
1: single penny Mm -hmm. he has. So my
0: rule is: if you're at home, you're in school.
1: Right. (laughs) Good rule absolutely good rule um so i mean we talked about so much i i i'm so hesitant to even mention downtime because i don't know what that could mean but tell me what do you do for fun so for
0: fun um I'm gonna mention cheerleading again once. Uh, okay. I go to cheerleading competitions. Okay. I watch cheerleading on TV, but honestly for fun, like if it doesn't have to do with hair or cheerleading, like I just went to Tennessee last week to the okay. Smoky Mountains. Oh that was really nice. Oh um, nice. I like to travel now. I didn't get to travel a lot when my kids were younger okay. because they were in school yeah. and sports. Yeah. So it was all about them. So now I kinda have time for myself. I love it. Um I yeah. love it.
1: Oh uh, I God. went to the...
0: Sm- I, so, I like to travel. Yeah. I go back and forth to Georgia, um, North Carolina, South Carolina. Okay. All right. So, and, I, Yeah. So, do you... Is it because, like, you have family and friends down there? I have actually not a lot of family in Pittsfield. I mean, my extent... Yeah. Like, you know, the, what we talked about in the mm-hmm. beginning, but um, my mom was actually from California. So, a lot of my family is in California. The rest... Uh, my sister just moved to North Carolina a few years back. Oh. My other sister's in South Carolina, my aunts and uncles are in Georgia, so. Wow. But I have a lot of friends in Georgia, so. Yeah. On
1: the weekends, I'll fly out and go hang out in Georgia. <laughs> okay. Listen, I, you have paid your dues. Right. And you are at a point in your life where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out. I'll be back. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So before before we close out, I do want to acknowledge that, you know, in 2017 was a great year for you. It was. Because you were the recipient of the Unsung Heroes Award and you were honored at the State House in Boston. And you were also featured um, in Berkshire Magazine's 25 Most Dedicated Creative and Influential Persons. Right. So you had back to back awards that year.
0: It was, that was very overwhelming. And I was actually. Um, flattered and thankful. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I felt that my work was unnoticed, mm. you know, and just to get that phone call, mm-hmm. I ignored a couple of emails mm-hmm. from the State House and I just thought it was spam. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept ignoring it. So a good friend of mine, Kristen Gordon, she, um, I was, telling, I was doing her hair one day and I was like, I keep getting this email. And she was like, let me see that. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, You're not going to ignore this. I am picking you up at nine o'clock. We're going. So wow. it was literally the night before I decided to go. And it was the best, one of the best days of my life.
1: Uh, I met some pretty amazing people. Well, well deserved. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think to the point that you said that, you know, sometimes when you're working hard, you're doing what you love, you're making an impact. Um, you know, you don't do it. You know, you don't do it for, you know, the acknowledgement right. and all of that. But it is nice that, um, you know, after all that work, that those who have been um, who have benefited from any of that, it's it's a nice feeling to know that they appreciate you.
0: It was very nice. And just to yeah. see, like, the cheerleaders that I've coached, that, oh, like we talked about earlier, that yeah. came out and just like the nice things they, you know, had to say and. It means that your
1: impact is real. Because they
0: wouldn't have said those nice things no. during the season. Because I was
1: when like, <laughs> we're working out. <laughs> they're like, I have nothing to say. Don't ask yes. me. I told you already. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> but no, I I think that um, it's a testament to your character, and um and I think that those who now in the the next phase of your life with four one three CHEER I think we'll we'll get to see um, the new generation um, be benefited by your um, amazing talents. So I'm just looking at the time here because we are. Are nearing the end of the program but i want to um, ask you if you had to choose one word to describe yourself what would that be
0: um tenacious okay because do you know what that means i do okay That's yeah right. i'm stubborn i'm persistent i never give up that right. i'm gonna keep going until i achieve a- absolutely I, you, you know you I'm are you keep are the, until i reach the top
1: you are the woman who makes sure that you have your goal with a set time frame yes indeed you are tenacious yes i love it all right everyone you've been listening to backstory let's hear it on wtbr fm pittsville with Roberta mcculloch dues up the mayor's office in the city of pittsville we thank chevelle boire for a lovely interview today and we thank you for listening everyone have a great day thank you
0: roberta